0: Riverside.
1: Hello and welcome back to The Sad Fan, where we talk about the good, the bad, and all the things that made us sad. And right now, forgive us if we're a little distracted, (laughs) the Kraken were up 4-2 and now find themselves in overtime. Uh, We made it through the Warriors-Lakers game unsuccessfully on my end. Wes is enjoying drinking my tears after game (laughs) one, but I will remain calm, just like I did last series when uh, the Warriors took out the Kings on Kings' home court. There was no beam lighting that went on in game seven. But uh, let's not start there. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Let's start with what didn't make me sad, but made all of New England sad, and that is the drinking of the tears of the Boston Bruins not being able to get it done against the eight-seeded Florida Panthers. Gosh, that feels good. Whenever Boston takes that, that was big such old a good game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> It it just goes to show you. Like, I mean, because uh, who was it? Their their star player got like minorly injured on like one of their last games Mm -hmm. but they were just like chasing the record and it's just like the 18 and 1 patriots the 73 win warriors and the 116 win mariners all of the major sports teams the regular season record holder yeah doesn't have the championship and you know what's even interesting the new england revolution the mls new england team also has the record for most wins in a regular season, and they didn't win it either. Oh no! <laughs> so Boston just Ouch. sucks.
1: <laughs> oh, and they're ready to they, they they're t- they're calling the whole season a disappointment. They, yeah, I just duh. love Boston. The reaction. <laughs> what are you gonna say? Honestly, Chelsea?
0: I couldn't think of a better or more deserving fan base than the New England fan base <laughs> for this to happen that's, to. That's
2: sad. No, I just. It's just so funny to me. Like, you can have an amazing season, like a regular season. And just because you didn't win the shiny trophy, like, all is lost. All was a waste. You can't <laughs> appreciate, like, what you had during this season while it was good for you. Like, no. Get rid of the whole trophy.
1: team. The whole team gets to get out of here. We're done with them. They suck.
2: <laughs> that was the worst Boston accent I've ever seen. That was, been, that was but New, New nice York. Start. That was New York. Yeah, but it was... It, Whatever it was, no,
1: we're talking <laughs> about Boston. <laughs> well, talking about bastards, that's, okay. that's that's okay, you know what? Uh, because the accent can suck just like the whole region does at following through on having a great sports team. Just you know what? Hey, Stick you know, to having the the scrappy underdogs, just like hey, Boston. they
0: still have the Boston Marathon, okay? They do, still have, the <laughs> they, they do still have the Boston Marathon,
1: they do. Everyone's a
2: winner, yeah. Everyone crosses <laughs> the line, they're a winner. <laughs>
1: Anyway, I love watching Boston be sad because they overreact to absolutely everything, and everything is the end of the world, and like I said, Wes, they should just stick to being the scrappy underdog, because that's where they pull through. Boston likes being the underdog, they like being the redheaded stepchild to New York, and uh, the little brother that always gets disrespected, and that shows through in their fandom. They get their full identity
0: from sports. They're definitely good at playing the victim game. The victim game? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The victim card. (laughs) Like, well, I mean, the only time that I've ever rooted for them was, like, the first time they won the World Series since, like, 1904 or whatever it was. How you, first of all. (laughs) Like, when they were like, oh, we haven't won it. I was like, oh, it's kind of nice to see that the Red Sox won it. But I don't.
1: You know what? I'm going to go to Chelsea because I don't want to hear anyone ever be happy that Boston doesn't have to suffer through their (laughs) Mm -hmm. sports fandom. So Yankees fan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm sorry,
0: I'm sorry. That's worse than the Red Sox. I will, I will root for the Red Sox over the Yankees any day. That that whole East Coast bias
1: thing is very real, to be honest. For me, and I think that we overvalue a lot of teams from the East Coast, and we give like like Notre Dame gets a lot of flowers for things that they were able to do, and the the Kraken just hit the goal. <laughs> <laughs> sorry I, I i was very excited i slammed my, look at the only kraken fans in the whole arena i <laughs> yeah. had to find the one Hunger camera shot of the only kraken fan. there was no one else there but those oh. two kraken fans. oh hell oh yeah. Yeah. yes uh, oh them. texas my second favorite state to drink the tears of all right <laughs>
2: uh quickly becoming my first <laughs>
1: that's a that that's a recency bias that's because you live there you have yeah, to deal with it right yeah, in your face it's um right and now. as a Mariners fan it's got to hurt four to out see. of five
0: road games now in the playoffs
1: yeah yeah wow <laughs> what a game I was trying to avoid talking about the Seattle Kraken that's why I was talking about Boston Bruins uh because I didn't want to jinx it Wes I didn't want to jinx it I, I just oh,
0: thought I was dirty <laughs>
1: I just wanted to like let it play out while we were watching So for the audience, you're going to get this uh, probably this afternoon or tomorrow afternoon if you're in the States. Um, And it was just what a perfect deflection, a perfect setup right in front of the net. Oh, wow. Making making Dallas's
0: defense look silly. What a shot. Wow. Just one eighty no scope. <laughs> looping, right? That was a that was a looping shot. He literally just Chelsea, I don't think you're watching it, right? No, I'm not. So he had his back to the goalie and then like he just got the puck and then he immediately like one eighty, like yeah. shooting it like nice. as he was turning. And the puck like, curves no around looker.
1: the whole star's defense. Yeah. You have four like, defenders nice. facing where he is, and the puck just magically finds the one gap where yeah. no one is. So <laughs> oh that was awesome they're so happy and uh wes like i was telling you as this game was playing out i think it would be so harmful to the psyche the morale of a team to give up a 4-2 lead in the third period so i really hope they're able to win so that doesn't happen right and sure enough they were able to pull it out so now we've got the kraken winning and then we've got the panthers won earlier tonight yeah (laughs) what is happening
0: the can't stop the 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 lakers
1: The 7 seeded Lakers beat my Warriors.
0: Sports is nuts right now. Everything's well, hey, going you out so crazy. If the Kings can't dethrone the Warriors, then the Kings oh gotta gosh. do it. Okay,
1: then the King <laughs> has got to do it. Gotcha, gotcha. Not the Kings Kings. The, king the King's has gotta got do, to it. do it. Okay. Understood. Uh yeah, I disagree.
0: So He's we'll our <laughs> He's our Savior. He's our Messiah. Okay, he's gonna put this stupid team out of its misery. Why is it just a stupid bury team? bury them. Bury them for good. Like we they'll never about recover. Last week. Go <laughs> back to the basement where you were for 50 years. Get out of my sight.
1: I think you're just bored with greatness. I, I think you're tired of a decade of greatness, Wes. Mm-hmm. Four championships <laughs> over the course of a decade. And, and you can't handle it because the only reason Portland exists is because of the Portland Trail Blazers, who have done nothing for that city. Except for
0: the only reason know, Portland exists, <laughs> it's not the weed.
1: <laughs> I mean, that, that helps, that
0: helps.
1: <laughs> and I, I think Portland also legalized a, uh, a psilocybin, right? So now yeah, they've Oregon. got the mushrooms in Portland as
0: well. I mean,
1: <laughs> there's a lot going on with Portland,
0: <laughs> they have really good strip clubs, apparently. <laughs> I think I they have the apparently? most. I, they have the do, most I, strip clubs per capita. Per
2: capita, yeah. Trying to more avoid than the, the strip
1: club conversation yeah, more is, than the restaurants. My, is my favorite to, to to not dive into it, but good for them. You know what? Every Everybody deserves to make a living in their own way. There's, there's that type A that I love about you, Wes. What? It's not like it's right in their face. <laughs> You are uh you are Vince Vaughn in the movie Old School where you're like you're around a bunch of kids and you're like yo earmuffs and you
0: just drop every bad word Should we not talk about Stormy Daniels in any sort of discourse because she was a stripper? Oh, taboo. What is happening? This is off the rails. Where did that come
1: from? Uh anyway, in uh in watching this this Warriors game recap It looks like Steph Curry and Klay Thompson did everything they could to keep the team in it. They just don't have the same bench that the Lakers actually have right now. And I think a lot of it relates back to what we were talking about last year, which is Wiseman. And then they traded Wiseman this year, as we all know, and they didn't get anything back for them. And that's such a waste of the one second pick. Like it's so rare in the midst of a dynasty to have a second pick overall and to blow it so bad. Because LaMelo Ball, yes, he was injured this year. But in the years that he had played leading up to this year where he got injured, he clearly looks like the best player in that draft. So they absolutely miss. I mean, Anthony Edwards has been really good. But LaMelo Ball is the person we're looking at going, wow, that guy's a superstar. So after we talk about that and we talk about basketball, we also Mm -hmm. had the Knicks win tonight. And, you know, the Mecca, everybody! It's the Mecca! Like, I'm so tired of that. Like, when you haven't won a championship since the 70s, like, shut up. But I understand how important basketball is to that town that just needs everything. They really needed the Rangers to win, too. And they didn't. And that worked out. People were like, oh, it's going to be such a great game, (laughs) (laughs) 4-0. So, it... It is very interesting that they won tonight, right? They're 1-1 in a series that's actually a rivalry. Knicks Heat is actually a rivalry going all the way back to when Pat Riley left New York for Miami. And we'll always have the image of Jeff Van Gundy hanging on to Alonzo Mourning's leg as that fight breaks out on the court. <laughs> uh, and that will never leave us. That will be something we always get. But does do the Knicks have a chance? Because they had to let... They had to let... Jimmy Butler had to be injured and not playing the game for them to beat the eight seeded heat. So do you, do you guys actually think that they even have a shot in this series? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was fast.
0: That's the playoffs. Oh, anything, anything can happen. Can
2: happen. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Bruins, Panthers. There you go. <laughs> <Okay>. I mean, <laughs> yes. anything can happen and the <laughs> heat are an eight seed. So, okay. You don't think the heat are the better team though. I think it's a pretty evenly matched series.
2: They're both pretty bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're terrible they're trash <laughs> but,
2: I don't know I don't find their games interesting to watch like either team I don't feel like there's anybody who's out there doing anything special I think it's yeah. just kind of boring basketball which I mean is great sometimes you know that's what it takes to just get in there play play your think, four quarters and get out and call it a day but like there's nothing there's nothing like of a highlight sizzle reel or anything like that, that on like when you're looking, it's just here's the guy mm-hmm. shot the ball, it went in. I mean,
0: yeah. I, I, I would ahead. say though, I mean, the way that the Heat took care of the Bucks was really impressive. Hmm. I mean, Bucks were like the best team in the NBA like all season.
1: Giannis didn't play in three of those games though.
0: That's true. Which sucks.
1: It so does it suck. It, it, it does suck to not see one of the best players ever. And it is ever. He's, he's definitely a top 100 player to ever play in that league. Uh, not get to play in the series. And then and then they lose. So you don't get to see him as much, right? No. But no. I, I'm just curious. You mean that Jalen Brunson doesn't get you out of your seat, Chelsea? Like you're not getting up for Jalen Brunson? No. No? no. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's no. so sad.
2: The other thing too is that also just that uh, it has been it has been a, like a very hectic last few months for me, so I haven't watched a whole lot of basketball this season, and which I normally am like pretty tuned in during basketball mm-hmm. season. I'm usually like at a bar watching mm-hmm. like every game that's on, you know. But it's just really when I am watching, you know, Sports Center and stuff. They just kind of gloss right over everything that's happening, kind of. I just feel like there's not been as much coverage of just generally the East um, this year. And we talked about, like, the East Coast bias. But I just feel like they really have been, like, it's in terms of, like, the media coverage. Everything's kind of been more on, like, what the West Coast teams are doing as opposed to what's going on in the East. It just kind of feels like slim pickings. And then every once in a while, like, oh, like, there's great players. Something like that. But the actual in-depth coverage has really been limited to a lot of talk about, you
1: know, LeBron and a lot
2: about Steph Curry,
1: a lot of, it just... That's because they're not named Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett.
0: <laughs> the usual suspects.
1: You 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 really think the whole world's gonna get up for those two? Like, oh, that's my boy, Julius... I mean, like, it's weird how we've uh, anointed Jalen Brunson into this superstar status when, you know, he was holding Luka Doncic's towel uh until he played for new york all right like yes he's a very good player and i sorry for the shade uh jalen brunson but he's not a player that we should all be rallying around like man i can't wait to watch jalen brunson play like no julius Randle, no rj barrett no even on the heat like jimmy butler's really the only player where i'm like i'd really like to see him play no one else on the heat i'm like clamoring for, if that makes sense especially since tyler hero broke his hand right? So they're just playing team basketball. Eric Spolstra is going to go down as one of the best coaches ever to coach. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Right up there with Popovich. And I don't think he gets the same credit that Popovich gets. Go ahead, Wes.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, Spolstra, like, I mean, most people credited, like, his first, like, the championships he he won with Miami to Pat Riley and LeBron. Like, he gets, like, almost no credit for those.
1: Yeah, yeah. And all he does is take underwhelming teams to the playoffs, underwhelming teams far into the playoffs. Right. And what's interesting is I just I know there's going to be a player that never plays, I think, for the Heat. And his name's Dylan Brooks. (laughs) (laughs) And under no
0: circumstances will he be returning to the Grizzlies. None. No circumstances. <laughs> not just like, oh, hey, we're we're releasing him or we're, we're not going to renew ways. his contract. We are never signing him ever again, no matter what happens. Not even for $2. <laughs> like, they're basically just sending a signal out to the league. Do not sign him. He is cancer. Yeah,
2: they they have nuked him. They have tagged him as Radioactive. He is going to have a lot of problems. And I actually... I So, th- it's not clear, because there's no definitive reporting, if there's, like, been something more in the locker room that's been happening other than, you know, his trash talk to the press. But, you know, even if he sucks at his trash talk, that isn't a reason to tell, guy okay, you can never step foot in this building ever again it, kind yeah. of deal. So, I mean, like, what else happened there? Because you hate to see... You hate to see a guy's career implode just because he's an immature
0: idiot. Well, I think really, Johnny Mandel. <laughs> the, the image, um. the public image of <laughs> okay. the Grizzlies yeah. has tanked because, like, before this, yeah. before the series, everyone was like, "Oh, Grizzlies, like Memphis, you know, they're like the plucky team or whatever." Like, even mm-hmm. though they're not really an underdog, but like they have Ja Morant, you know, like he's super exciting to watch. And then, like, LeBron is really polarizing. You like him or you hate him. Mm -hmm. And then, like, after Dylan Brooks, people were just tired of them, and they were like, okay, yeah, shut him up, LeBron. And, like, people were, like, rooting against Memphis, like, that probably wouldn't have otherwise. I, I think it's funny, because with that comment coming from Memphis, it's
1: not like they're dragging his name through the mud. They're telling him like a toddler, hey, go sit on that bench. Well, we make some mud. We're going to make some mud, and then we're going to take you off that bench, and we're going to drag you physically through the mud, and then we're going to hold you up like a giant billboard and be like, he's the reason everything went wrong. This guy. (laughs) He couldn't shut up. He wasn't good enough to talk. Don't sign
0: him. Yeah. And,
2: I mean, with, like, all of John like you said, he's an exciting player to watch. He's, you know, just... He's great on the court. He's had mm-hmm. some off court interesting things, as we have oh, discussed, yeah. that have come up through the season. So they're doing that to him. So what else did Dylan Brooks do?
0: The well part of they... answering your
1: question, Chelsea, is he's not named John Moran. That's <laughs> yeah. part of the <laughs> well, well. Yes,
0: I understand. He's not selling that. millions of dollars in jerseys and tickets
1: just to see yeah. him play. <laughs> like, yeah. no one ever has been like, you know what? I'm going go to go see this Memphis Grizzlies game. i got to check out this Dylan Brooks guy. No one said that. Nobody's right? ever said
0: that about anybody <laughs> named Dylan. <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> go watch Dylan play.
1: Yeah. Unless his name is Bob Dylan. Yeah.
0: No one's ever done that.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> guys oh, are
2: mean, man.
1: <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry to step on this guy while he's down, but he kind of did it to himself. Like I said, I usually like the trash talkers, but the thing is, Dylan Brooks couldn't back up his trash talk. He had no, no. reason to trash talk. And it's like he was trying to use the trash talk to elevate himself to a level uh, of getting noticed. But hey, when you talk about it and you do get noticed, you better be about it. Otherwise, we will find out. We will find out yeah. who you really are and we will hold you
0: accountable.
2: Well, I you... Became... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just kind of going on like a little bit of a tangent here, but like, this is kind of the issue that we have, I'm going to just say, like, as a millennial looking at Zoomers, they're willing to do anything to get the clicks, to get the views, to get the attention. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it really backfires and it does not go, it doesn't hit as it was intended to, like, this guy just came off ridiculous. But another character that's totally like this who got, you know, TikTok famous and then TikTok. it all kind of blew up for him would be Levis. This draft
0: <laughs> is draft <laughs>
2: stock <stopped> tank.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Like what, yeah. one more thing on the on the LeBron Dylan thing. Um so I don't know if you saw, but someone it was like a professional lip reader. They uh, they deciphered what he said to Dylan before game three. He said just to let you know, you cause too many problems. Your crazy ass is doing nothing but fooling around. You know nothing. You ain't ready for me. Make some shots. Do your job. Huh. That's what LeBron said to Dylan.
2: Ex- exactly. He's like such l- a dad. Yeah. But <laughs> LeBron and I are only a couple of months apart in age. And so I can actually kind of understand this. And this is what I'm saying. Like, the millennial looking at Zoomers. Like, you, what you do on the internet and even though it might generate clicks and stuff like that, Chelsea's like, like on
1: them interwebs,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the yeah, world wide webs,
2: old. not that old. Jesus,
0: guys, <laughs> do you guys like... still use Internet Explorer, <laughs> the AOL discs? <laughs> no, I <I'm laughs> still got
2: my Netscape Navigator. Uh, yeah,
1: so, so go ahead, Chelsea. What you do on the internet? Sorry, Chelsea.
2: <laughs> but I am just saying that, like, it reaches uh, like. Sorry, i lost my whole train of thought. Thanks, guys.
1: <laughs> no, no, you see, you were saying you can relate to what LeBron James was trying to, con- the message he was trying to convey to Dylan Brooks from yeah, so this age group to the Zoomers age group.
2: Basically just is saying like, hey, like what you do on the internet, like first of all, the intended recipient received the message, didn't like it. And there's just no re- like when you say things like that, there's just, if you can't back it up, you just look stupid. And yeah. so things like you get cut from your team really publicly with a really aggressive get GTFO message. Well, he wasn't even
1: you're... cut Chelsea. He's just an unrestricted free agent. And they were just well, literally as he hits the free agency market, they were literally like no one signed him ever. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. I just hope that like this kid and yes, he's a kid. It just gets some help and like it get some support from like people who knew him throughout college, people in his family, whatever, and just help him make some better decisions because this he's just completely immature
0: mm-hmm.
2: and needs a little bit of help. Needs a, like a little PR.
0: Cleansing. Maybe Dana Altman can talk some sense into him. Yeah, I think
1: I, I think what LeBron is, is saying is it's not just that, it's you're you don't have an identity in that sentence is what LeBron's saying. Like, you couldn't even lean into it when you did say it. Like, you, uh, the second you got your feelings hurt, your feelings were hurt, you ran away, and you couldn't do anything. I'm so scared of you, LeBron. Like, that's what he did. He was like a little baby the second, oh, my God, everybody's being so mean to me. Okay, shut up. That's the world, Dylan. You literally got what you
2: asked for. Like, you didn't know what you were asking for, but that you got what you got. After you said what you said, like you actions have consequences. And this is like, what I'm kind of like, what I'm trying to say is like, if you, if you throw something out there, you have to be able to defend it because it's public and he
1: just couldn't, he just melted down. And I think that's where you were leading us here with the NFL draft and levies Uh, with Will. We got a lot of reports that he was coming across as arrogant And Chelsea, what, what were you, where were you going with that as far as players needing to back up some of the things that they've said?
2: Well, just, I mean, I was just saying that people who are out there just doing things for the attention, and this is kind of where I'm more drawing the parallel between them, just doing it for the attention, just doing it to like raise their name and profile, but not doing it in a way that is actually beneficial to them or their personal branding or anything like that, just you know, saying stupid stuff about LeBron. Pulling, like, these weird food stunts. Like, yes, all Bananas of a sudden... mayonnaise. Yeah, all of a sudden, <laughs> a million people know your name, you know, that didn't know it yesterday. But is it actually beneficial for them to know your name? <laughs> it's what? not. And so then you get these, like, crazy stories because also you've got the media outlets also looking for their clicks. Who are saying, like, oh, Will Levis might actually go first in the NFL draft nope that guy was all alone on his little couch with his family all night looking real sad and saying some real chippy stuff to the reporters that were running by
1: (laughs) but we we did see where he got his arm from his mom is ripped did you see his mom (laughs) she is yoked up she got those biceps and triceps like that's where he got it's not from daddy his mom's got the arms in that family. Now I
0: gotta look this up.
1: <laughs> yeah, his mom is ripped. Like, uh, like it was so funny because everybody started making comments when his mom gave him a hug. They're like, oh, that's who he got the arms from. Because I don't know what it, <laughs> it is. impressive. But it, like, it was the the definition in his mom's arms was impressive. Oh, wow, it was yeah. crazy. You, oh, you see the picture <laughs> now, Wes? Yeah. <laughs> mom is ripped. <laughs> Right? There was no, you know why he's back talking in the public, Chelsea, and trying to act out? Because there was no back talking going on in that home. (laughs) Hell no. No. (laughs) His mom
0: whooped his ass. (laughs) Maybe a little
2: bit of backhanding,
1: but yeah. Wes, when Chelsea was talking about Will there, all I was thinking of, uh, you're absolutely right, Chelsea. The odds shot up. I think he was like uh, four to one to go uh, first overall. But maybe they met, maybe Vegas got it mixed up and they met first overall in the second round. Because he did go with the second pick of the second round.
0: I was still I was still just staring at her <laughs> arms.
1: <laughs> you're like you're Wes is over there like looking up her workout plan. What is her workout plan? <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna, he's gonna How much does up. she curl, yeah, ma'am? Like, what's what's your arm day look like? Can you give me a day in the life? I'm just trying to get like you when I grow up. With that draft, I think actually what ended up happening though is Levi's didn't have a great season this year. I said on the podcast I thought he was probably the most physically gifted out of the quarterbacks in my personal opinion. I thought he had a lot going for him, but I do think because he slid, he found himself in the best situation. As did a lot of the players in Seattle, and Geno Smith now finds himself in a great situation. You two are both big Seattle Seahawks fans. What did you feel about this year's draft?
0: Okay. I think we got the best wide receiver in the draft, and he's a monster. I I watched him tear it up at Ohio State, and that dude was unstoppable. I remember one game, I can't remember who it was against, but it wasn't a bad team. I think they were like They were like eight and it was like an eight win Big Ten team. Mm -hmm. But they were, he was unstoppable. Like every time he was, he was like five yards in front of the defender and it was just like wide open touchdown, wide open touchdown. Like every time. Oh, you're talking about his three touchdown game? I think he had more. Might have been. Okay. But it it wasn't, it wasn't this year. It was the year before that.
1: Yeah. No, no. He was injured this year.
0: Yeah. Um, And then, um, Devin's going to be good too. I mean, we it was a great draft, I think. I, yeah. I I'm still not sure why we picked a running back in the second round, but whatever. Chelsea? Yeah,
2: I mean, I give it I give it a great grade. Like I think it was pretty like, of what was available when it was available. I think that they didn't they didn't reach it too much. They really thought worth thinking smart about like what they actually need and what's mm-hmm. going to work well with their existing offensive schemes and who they can bring in. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, all of the commentary that I've seen regarding what the Seahawks did was that it was a great draft. I think that maybe Philadelphia is only the only team who did maybe a little bit better, only because it was just so interesting and kind of weird to watch it happen live.
0: Yeah. I I will say this before we talk about the Eagles, though. Um, Geno Smith has no excuse now. He has three of the (laughs) best weapons in the NFL. Probably, like, the best trio of wide receivers. So, if he he can't get it done this year, then there's no excuse.
2: Uh, mm, No, hold on. That's totally not fair. I would say he has no excuse, like, next year. Next year, not this year, because get uh, like they've only got a few 2024? months to like get a, Yeah, to get into the I think system. It's only things
0: three things years, out. isn't it?
2: Well, no, I. He signed I'm a just, one-year extension, wasn't it? I'm just saying okay. that when you draft rookies, like yes, you're gonna have like standout players who like hit the ground running right away and are awesome. But sometimes, like, there's just that adjustment period and getting mm-hmm. into it like a different system, and also, you know college kids i mean it's less of a shock now that we have like nil but like kids who are making actual real amounts of money for the first time in their lives and you know just dealing with all the stress and pressure of that i think that there's a little bit of time like a little bit of a ramp to find your group for like almost all professional sports i think being a rookie is way mm-hmm. harder than being like a superstar in any of these leagues because you're just fighting every yeah. single day to try to figure out like what's going on and realizing like your fi- financial stability for the rest of your life depends on how you adjust in this very short amount of time to get on mm. the field or on the court.
0: So here's my thinking. If if Geno doesn't play like a quarterback capable of winning the Super Bowl this year, they're going to draft a quarterback next year. Next year is a very
1: sur- strong quarterback class. Go ahead,
0: Chelsea. Yeah,
2: I was actually kind of surprised that they didn't just pick someone up this year in one of the later rounds. Like in the second or third round, but for that very reason, just to kind of like backfill a little bit and get some more depth on the roster. But you know, there's still trades are possible. Lots of things could happen. Um, Who knows? Or they just plan on picking someone up next year too, like my brother said. And but either way, like I think they they I think that the Seahawks did a pretty good job, and the Raiders though. The Raiders have me really scratch. And you all you warned me in advance, but it was still weird. <laughs> it was still weird. It was like the picks came out for the Raiders and it was just universally like eh, panned by everybody. Everyone was "It like, was a C, yeah, the, all the
1: grades I've seen is a C draft." And I think the reason they got a C draft is because they did draft essentially ex- well, except for the back half of the draft was very confusing. They the, the first three rounds, they did draft what was the best player on their board, except for that round three pick. Um I gosh, now I can't think of his name because I, I didn't prepare for the third to talk about the late rounds. Uh but yeah, there I wanna say it was their 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 third overall pick. Everyone was very confused at why they selected that player. Uh it was Byron, I think a yeah. wide, wide receiver, no, wide receiver out of Cincinnati. And I can't think of it because he's a special team star. And the Raiders really power. need him. Yes. Yeah. That was the one where everybody was like, I don't understand where this pick came from. But with Wilson, I mean, we got it. They they valued uh, the cornerback out of Illinois higher than Christian Gonzalez. And even uh, apparently Joey Porter Jr. was another player that they really liked. But he went first overall in the second round. I really liked Jer- Jerry Porter Jr. I really wanted... Uh, pardon me, Joe, Joey Porter Jr. Raiders slip there. Jerry Porter Jr. was a different player that played for the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Joey Porter Jr. in this draft as well. Uh, the Picking on the defensive line, what I figure is Tyree Wilson could probably play inside as well. If you look at how big Tyree Wilson is, he's 6'6", 250-pound giant man. So I, I think they can move him inside with Max Crosby. They can move Chandler Jones inside. They could really play around with that defensive line. Yes, lots of head-scratching picks when it came to the quarterback position, but their tight end was considered a head-scratcher as well because they have O.J. Howard and they picked up Austin Hooper and now they have Michael Mayer. But I will say this, he was my favorite tight end in this year's draft, whereas lots of people like Sam Laporta out of Iowa who ended up going to Detroit. With the Raiders, I I, I couldn't be mad. It's, it's like you said, Chelsea, you said scratchers uh, or pan picks. I, I wouldn't pan them, but I, I would just sit there and be like, okay... Like, it's not, like, terrible, except for yeah. T- Tucker probably. He's a great player, but shouldn't have gone where he went. We could have gotten him in late round. But a lot of it was just kind of, hey, we're just going to take the best player on our board. We're just going to take the best player on our board, regardless of need. So they didn't reach for anyone, and I guess that's a plus. Uh, but everything with this regime remains to be seen. They had a terrible year last year. I told you guys already last week, I don't have any faith in them. I think they're going to go 4-13 next year. I think they're going to be terrible. I, I do. I, everyone that asks me about it, I'll, I will tell you, you cannot win an NFL football gosh, game without a Daniel secondary. Sucks. Yes, I, I agree with that. Like, it doesn't matter, though, because you don't have a secondary. All right? And Patrick Graham yeah. got kept on. And here's the weird thing. His defense is soft in the middle, and they have no cornerbacks that can cover ground. They have no – their safeties. who knows, like, huge question marks at safety. So I just have no faith <clears> in I, – I can't – be enthusiastic about this team when they're terribly run. And the draft is bleh. Like, it's just bland. It was a bland draft. I mean, I hope Tyree Wilson works out. I hope he's great. But there's a lot of questions on his speed off the edge. However, I think the best draft is something that you alluded to, Chelsea, and that's in Philadelphia. And I know Wes said he wanted to give some more kudos to the Seahawks before we talked about the Eagles. We don't have to dig too deep. I mean, Howie Roseman is might be the best GM when it comes to the draft. Dude just doesn't miss. He just doesn't miss.
2: Well, I think it's hard to miss when you just take the best team in college football and you just lift their entire defense over a period of a couple of years and you just plant it into your team's defense. Like so all those guys who have worked together over years, who are all big, big dudes, just put them right there on your front line.
1: Yeah, but he but he's also drafting them where they should or or after this they should true. have been drafted, yeah. he's not reaching this for any true. of them. No, right? Like that's so. So what your strategy is, Chelsea, is what Mike Mayock and John Gruden tried to do. But they reached for every single player. <laughs> They're like, let's just take players from Clemson and Alabama, and they just kept reaching on every player. Whereas it seems like Howie Roseman is like he, these players are just falling into
0: his lap. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's what it did seem like. Um,
0: like the fact that they got Jalen Carter at number nine was a steal. Yeah, it's ridiculous.
2: Well, yeah, and I do think it, I was watching. I was watching that, and I still think that there was a little bit of like, should we, shouldn't we, like up until like the last second that they have to dial that. Okay, because they were still kind of like they took a long time, and they had the, like the live view of their of their draft room, and it looked a little tense. It didn't look like a, oh yeah, we totally know what we're doing. Like, bring it on in like they do with character over.
1: concerns right there there's we yeah. talked about it already and i don't want to i don't want to bash a kid uh, i don't there's character concerns we already we addressed them factually last week we don't have to get into it again uh i, I did state last week he kind of is starting to give me albert hainsworth vibes but albert hainsworth we talked about it in the production meeting Wes. he didn't make it to that next contract cuz he played so great for washington so <laughs> if they can get that kind of production out of him were they wrong no
2: No, I mean, you know, it just seems he's he's just unproven in that personal development space.
1: Yeah. But you know who is proven, Chelsea? Joel Embiid. And as we wrap up the Mm -hmm. show, you know what? Finally gets his flowers. And yeah, exactly, Wes. Good. Because Luigi was clamoring for it, though. He was like, he needs to be the MVP. This is ridiculous. Don't give it to Jokic three times. And the Rioters Association didn't let us down. They proved, hey, we just can't give it to the same guy three times in a row. No matter how yeah. deserving and, it. Is, we can't do it. <laughs> and
2: my poor tears are not out of anything other than bittersweet what could have been in Portland. Just the unanswered <laughs> questions, had Portland just slightly gotten their shit together, just a little bit more what could have been. But oh well, we got nothing in return so, out of letting him go. So, we...
0: So here's right. my question. <laughs> Are the 76ers going to make it to the NBA finals before losing? Are they going to follow in the footsteps of the Eagles and the (laughs) Phillies? I
1: I don't know. I don't know. I think that they might be the favorite right now. I mean, James Harden seems to be playing well, Joel Embiid. I I think he's going to prove the writers right. He finally got his due. They took game one in Boston. I mean, it's looking good for us all to drink the tears of Boston
0: again. But, but how, I mean, like, just how frustrating would it be as a Philadelphia fan if you get your baseball team, your basketball team, and your football team into the finals in, like, one in like one 12-month period and all three of them come up short? <laughs>
1: uh, I, I, I do think that they're going to be uh, a contender. I want to see. I think this series goes seven with Boston. And I want to make sure that we're there for it. And I want to make sure the whole audience is there for it with us. So as always, we appreciate you joining us this week, Chelsea. Uh, we're going to miss you next week. So we're going to make yeah. sure we do our best and Wes, we might miss you next week. Yeah. So we're going to do our best uh, to fill your unfillable roles and make sure that we bring it in terms of Seattle Kraken sports next week. Thank Sweet. you all for joining us and we will see you next week. <laughs>